We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, when it comes to, like, exotic pets, how do you feel about a chicken? Helping you unwind after a long day of work. Why like, is there a chicken? I saw at a local <laughs> place where, like, you can adopt pets... It's like, you know, you're looking to see, like, what they got dog-wise, and, like, there's a chicken. This is a dog, not a chicken. Chickens don't look like dogs. Can a chicken be a pet? <laughs> no. It feels like it'd be pretty easy to take care of. The Nightcap. Who the hell would want a chicken for a pet? On WGR. This is day one, and I'm already <laughs> thinking about acquiring a chicken. Sports Radio 550. I never got that chicken. Hopefully he's out there somewhere doing well. But I don't got him. I did end up, there's a puppy on the way. And was looking for suggestions a few months back of like Buffalo Sabre related dog names. Got some exciting uh, news on that to come at some point here. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Friday edition previewing Bills and Rams. Not too much Stanley Cup uh, final action. I was just talking with Brian Koziel off the air, and we're both like, yeah, we haven't really watched a whole lot of the Stanley Cup finals. I've been watching a lot of the playoffs. I was really into the qualifying round. The Leafs losing to the Blue Jackets. That was fun. I was really into the first couple of rounds, and that's typically what happens with me in hockey. The playoffs start, and they're great. There's a lot of games on. There's a lot of series. It feels almost like the first couple days of the NCAA tournament. Feels like March Madness a little bit. Then, the NBA starts to ramp up a little bit. Not become a big NBA guy. And the NBA gets way more interesting as the playoffs progress. And the NHL, to me, kind of plateaus. When you've only got one series, like, yeah, I'll watch it if it's on. But I don't know how into it I am compared to... It's LeBron James, and there is legacy on the line, or you know the like the Celtics. Like I don't know. Later in the playoffs, the the NBA I think has become the more interesting sport. And this year, you're coupled with the fact that because everything got pushed back because of COVID nineteen, here's the NFL. You know, it's Sunday, and well, the NHL smart on them. They're not even going to try to compete with the NFL on Sunday. They shouldn't. So they're playing back-to-back, but they're playing tomorrow, and I'm not even sure how into it I'll be tomorrow, but we'll see. Uh, But if they're ever going up against football, I mean, I know what I'm watching. So lots of Bills talk today. 803-0550 is the phone number. We're going to preview Bills and Rams, take a look at the quarterback matchup a little bit. We've talked a lot about Josh Allen, obviously, throughout the week. We have not really mentioned Jared Goff a whole lot, and... Goff is interesting in that he would have been, if you looked back at last season, and maybe the biggest difference between this Bills season and the last Bills season, is 2019, the Bills did not face almost any great quarterbacks. Going into the year, one big reason that I was very optimistic about their chances was who did they end up playing? Who did they end up playing 
at the quarterback position. They did not really play almost any of the elites of the elite. You had Darnold a couple times. You had Daniel Jones. You had Andy Dalton. You had Mariota. I, but, I mean, who were the best quarterbacks they played last year? Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. But before that, even when you played the Steelers, it was Duck Hodges. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, and Carson Wentz. Those are maybe the only above-average quarterbacks that the Bills played last season. Baker Mayfield didn't really have that year. Who was Miami at? That was Ryan Tan- or that was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Denver started Brandon Allen against the Bills last season. It was not a tough slate. This year, fast forward one year, and it's a good thing that so far Josh Allen has taken this step because the Bills' defense, maybe they wouldn't see any regression in play, but easy to see why they could allow more yards, more points this year compared to last year just because of a harder slate of schedule at quarterback. And that's the regression. That's the regression that you really that really you talk about all the time with defense because defense is very inconsistent year to year across the league. It's rare that top defenses year to year continue to be at the top of the league. I think the Bills' defense is still phenomenal, but you've got Jared Goff on the schedule. You've got Patrick Mahomes on the schedule. You've got Cam Newton. You've got Russell Wilson. You've got Kyler Murray. Roethlisberger's back for the Steelers. You've got Newton again. And suddenly, even Denver. Denver, you started, you played Brandon Allen last year. Drew Locke looked pretty good in week one. He looked great. I thought he looked pretty good. That should be an upgrade. Who knows how good Justin Herbert is? Herbert looked phenomenal in his second in his first start. And he's on the Bills schedule later in the year. Maybe there's a chance Tyrod is still playing by then, but it does not seem to be trending that way. So there is, and then Ryan Tannehill. I should probably mention Ryan Tannehill just because I don't really want to mention Ryan Tannehill. I don't respect Ryan Tannehill as like an elite quarterback in the league, but really since he's got to Tennessee, he's been one of those, yeah, is he top 10? Maybe, like right around there. Jared Goff, though. What is Jared Goff? And when you think about where the Bills are versus where the Rams are, I'm sure at one point in time, the Rams were maybe at the same place that the Bills are right now with their young quarterback. Going into, was it his third year? Or second year? Where's the year Goff takes off? It's Sean McVay in his first year in the system. It's post-Jeff Fisher. They make the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure that's year two for them. And... Yeah, year 2017. Is that the Rams team that goes all the way to the Super Bowl? No, that's the team losing the wild card. So it was the 2018 Rams. Goff throws for 4,688 yards. He throws for 32 touchdowns, 12 picks. He goes 13-3 and with the LA Rams, makes it to the Super Bowl, put up a dud in the Super Bowl, but made it to the Super Bowl. That year three golf season, maybe, you know, we spent a lot of time comparing Allen to Trubisky because really through the first two years, they looked neck and neck. Trubisky struggled out the gate. 
Now, Allen, I think, as a passer, struggled out the gate. The running kept him, you know, as like a, a decent, like he didn't embarrass himself. Trubisky embarrassed himself. Really. Goff, same thing. Allen didn't have that, but that was a lot of because of the rushing. Then year two, Trubisky took a step, a pretty sizable step, and the Bears were good. They had a lot to work with around him, but they were good. Jared Goff, same thing. Second year, Jared Goff took a step. He wasn't as good as he was in year three, but 3,800 yards, pretty good. Enough for his team to go 11-4 and while he was playing. And then the next year, those two deviated. Trubisky regressed mightily. It's almost interesting that Trubisky has started pretty hot to these first two games. He hasn't been phenomenal, but he's been good. And Trubisky regressed in year three. Goff took that big step forward. Goff became the guy you could win a Super Bowl with, right? Suddenly, Jared Goff was one of the good young, the great young quarterbacks in the league. A guy that, if you think about like the future of the NFL after Roethlisberger retires, and Eli Manning, and Brady, and Breeze, Rivers, as all of these guys start to fade away one by one, who's the future of the league at quarterback? Jared Goff would have been in that conversation. That's how good his year three was. And so far, Josh Allen's year three is certainly trending more towards a Goff third year than it is for a Trubisky third year. And it's not even close. I know the matchups have been easy, and I've made the point this week that I am not 100% bought in to Josh Allen as MVP candidate because it was the Jets and the Dolphins. Now, to be fair, kind of soften on that a little bit because did you watch that game last night? Gardner Minshew could not move the football on the Dolphins' defense. And I'm not here to say the Dolphins' defense, oh yeah, there's some juggernaut. But Gardner Minshew did really well against the Titans and the Colts, two defenses that are considered two of the better defenses in football. Minshew looked really good in those first two games. Then last night, couldn't do anything. And the more I'm watching that game and the more I'm watching Minshew just dump the ball off to the running back James Robinson, the more I'm thinking, wow, Allen put up 417 on these guys like four days ago. I think that got changed, by the way, to 415. There was a stat correction this week. So Allen goes from, I think, the second or third highest passing game in Bill's history to like fourth. But I'm watching that game last night. Allen lit these guys up last week. So maybe it's not, you know, maybe we can't just completely, of course we can't completely discount it, but maybe we shouldn't discount it at all. As, oh yeah, but they played the Dolphins and the Jets. Still in the back of my mind, because we're going to see what happens against the Rams. We're going to see what happens against those Titans, against the Chiefs. All pretty good defenses. But he's trending more towards a golf third year, a breakout third season. Then he is Trubisky, falling on his face last year when he was asked to pick up more of the slack on his team. This year, already, the Dolphins put up 28 points on the Bills. And Josh Allen really had to put the team on his shoulders and carry them to victory. Last year, I can't think of a game where he really did that. The Bills' defense 
played great in almost every single one of their wins. Maybe in every single one of their wins. The Bills' defense shut down the opposition. And Josh Allen, for the most part, and the Bills' offense, should group them together here, were only required to score 20 to 24 points to win games. Sometimes even less than that. Last week was different. Last week was, you've got to throw for 400. You've got to put up 30-plus. You've got to be prolific, or we don't win this game. And it happened. And that's a new type of win. That's a new type of win. And if that suddenly exists, and the Bills' defense is able to be any sort of great like they were last season, then this season could look a lot like what the Rams' season looked like in 2018. Now, take it a step further. And this is why... Allen will always be interesting, probably. Because I still want to hold back from just declaring that he is in the... Of course, I'm not going to do this after two games. Some might. And you know what? If you're a fan and you want to consider him one of the elite quarterbacks in the league, you know what? Considering what the Bills have had the last 20 years at that position, I'm not going to criticize you for it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I am not going to put him in the same category as Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Not after two games. I might by the end of the season, but I'm not doing it now. But I'm not going to fault you for doing it either, for being excited. And Goff and the Rams is maybe a a look into the future as to how interesting Allen will always be as a quarterback. And not even for the the, the very often term that I, I tend to point to, the Dalton Hill. The Dalton Hill is what I refer to as that middle-of-the-road quarterback, that purgatory that you can get stuck in because they're just good enough to make you think that you can win big with them. They'll get you to the playoffs if everything's right, but there's always going to be that limitation. They're always going to fall just a little bit short. They're always just going to be pretty good, never amazing. And Allen, I think that's his floor, and it seems to be trending that because of the running at least, and if this passing continues another step forward, the running at least, he's going to be something greater than that. And that is kind of where I feel that the Rams might be with Jared Goff. Like, what are the Rams supposed to think about Jared Goff? What are they supposed to do with Jared Goff? Is he actually in that same category? Dalton and Tannehill never made it to a Super Bowl. Hell, at least when Tannehill was with the Dolphins, who had committed to him as their franchise quarterback, Dalton and Tannehill never won a playoff game. Only went, and honestly, I almost don't even want to give Tannehill credit for winning playoff games. I'm going to, but he threw for like 140 yards in the two games he won. Combined. Not even average. Like Combined, he threw for 140 yards. I'm not sure if that number is exactly right, but it's low. It's really low. And is Goff that? Because Goff did make it to a Super Bowl. And Goff does put up bigger numbers than those two did. So maybe he is one step above that. But, man, he's interesting. Because are you supposed to move on from that at some point if you are the Rams? If you're Sean McVay, who gets all this credit for being this bright offensive mind, I could totally see him being like, man, I need to get better than this. Because I think my offense, with this roster should be capable of winning a Super Bowl. But, 
I just don't know if this guy can ever do that for me. And we'll always get close, which will kind of make everybody think he is good enough, but I'm always going to fall short. And they signed him, and there's a big contract, and they just kind of got to live with it and see how it goes for a couple of years. And that is where I think we're headed with Josh Allen. I think that's the most likely thing to happen. I'd rather be the Bills right now with this because I think we kind of know what Jared Goff is. I think he is somewhere between the Dalton Hill and the Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford territory. He's somewhere in the middle of that. And I think we know, though, what he is. The reason I'd rather be the Bills, of course, is Allen, I mean, there is still... Manish Mehta, New York Daily News today, said, I think his exact wording was, his potential touches the heavens. And I wouldn't go that far, because the heavens is Patrick Mahomes. And I just can't get to Josh Allen will ever be Patrick Mahomes. I can't get there. Can't. There is not the natural accuracy in Allen's game that Mahomes possesses. But he could still be a franchise quarterback. And that's saying a lot for myself because it depends who you're asking. Like Sal comes out and he writes and he tweeted on Sunday, the Bills have found their franchise quarterback. And I would imagine that's the popular opinion right now, that most would consider this quarterback to be the franchise quarterback right now. For me, my definition of a franchise quarterback is a guy that you know is going to be one of the greats year after year, and you don't have to doubt it. And for me, there's like five guys in the league that are that. And maybe Allen's one of them, but we know Goff isn't. I know Goff isn't. There's no way he's one of those guys. He's not on the same playing field as Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. He's not there. And will Allen come closer to that elite territory? Maybe. But I think the most likely outcome is... In a couple of years, maybe we're talking about Josh Allen the same way Jared Goff gets talked about in the league. Which is a pretty darn good quarterback, at times great. And he'll have seasons where he could take you to a Super Bowl. And that, for a Bills quarterback, is... I mean, I'd sign up for that right now. And you'll pay the guy, and you'll always wonder, could we do better? But you'll never want to do it because then you could be at ground zero. Then you could be at you could be nowhere at the position. Unless you are a team that just has unlimited courage at general manager where you think, I gotta take a shot somewhere else. Teams have done it. The Dolphins finally moved on for Tannehill. It happens. The Bengals found themselves with the first overall pick. They moved on from Andy Dalton. It could happen. Where are we headed with Allen? Because Goff had an amazing third year. Allen, through two games, is having an amazing third year. It's early. And then Goff kind of slid. And suddenly it's like, ah, he's not as good as he was that season. That was a lot of what last year was for him. And maybe that is always going to be a conversation about Josh Allen. It's good for me because it's something to talk about all the time. If he's just great and that's it, well, we're always going to be talking about other positions. And that's fine. I hope that happens. But there's, I feel like we're on a path with Josh Allen where we're always, and it'll become a league-wide conversation. 
more so than just a Buffalo conversation. Because for Buffalo, it's always, well, can this guy be the franchise quarterback? Rarely do we even get to the next step of, should we sign him? And then there's another step from there, which is, how good is he league-wide? That's something they talk about on ESPN. That's something they talk about on NFL Network. Or on these, these halftime shows, on Fox and CBS. And I don't care about what, what they're talking about. But that will be maybe the trajectory that Allen's on. Where it's always going to be interesting where he ranks. I read at NFL.com today. I don't have the, the writer's name off the top of my head. But QB Index, week to week. The NFL.com ranks quarterbacks in the league. And I could not believe, like, and I know Allen's off to an amazing start. I couldn't believe he was fifth. He was fifth in the entire league. All quarterbacks, all 32 starters. Josh Allen was ranked by NFL.com as the fifth best one out of all of them. And it's hard to argue with that right now. It's hard. Like, Dak Prescott is, I love Dak Prescott. He's not off to a great start. I love Kyler Murray. And Murray, I think, maybe was right after him. But they're kind of in the same boat, so flip a coin between those two. Carson Wentz looks awful. Goff had a down year last season. You know, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, like Matthew Stafford, all of these guys. It's like, yeah, I could make a case, but Allen's playing better than all of them right now. And I want to hope that continues, and I want to hope that that I'm right and that Goff is kind of his floor. Because that's a high floor. It's a high floor for G- for Josh Allen. 803-0550 is the phone number. Talking a little quarterback tiers around the league. The Bills, by the way, I looked at a bunch of power rankings today. I'll tell you where I found they rank. Almost consensus. They were in one of two spots almost every time. So I'll tell you that. Where the Rams rank also, if you're wondering like how, how much do people think of the Rams, how co- much of a quality victory would this be on Sunday, I'll give you what they were in a lot of these power rankings as well. Might give you a little bit of an idea. And some fantasy talk for Sunday as well. I wrote an article at WGR550.com as well as the Radio.com app, breaking down Bills versus Rams from a fantasy perspective. Zach Moss will not play on Sunday. Your inclination might be, oh, got to get Devin Singletary into my lineup. I don't disagree, but I would just say hold your horses in thinking that he is just going to go off on Sunday against the Rams uh, if he's on your fantasy lineup. So a little bit of talk on fantasy, specifically on Devin Singletary uh, throughout the night as well. 803-0550 is the phone number. It's the nightcap. And by the way, Stanley Cup Finals, I, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm not really watching it a whole lot, but you want to listen to it? 8 o'clock, right here, We're following our show Game four, Stars and Lightning. It's coming up in about a half hour right here on WGR. For all station contest rules, go to WGR550.com slash rules. There's three throws in football. You drive the ball, you layer the ball, and you throw the ball with touch. What I basically do is whatever the guy needs to work on, at the receiver, I kind of have them signal what, what type of throw to make. And so if somebody needs to work on velocity or needs to work on touch or needs to work on you know, layering the football, then I just basically have the receiver ask for those types of throws. So I've been able to really make sure that Josh gets to focus on you know the weaker part of their game and the parts that needs to be addressed. That's Jordan Palmer. I almost called him former Bills quarterback. Can't do that, though. He did start a – or maybe didn't start – played 
a majority of a Bills preseason game, one of those classic fourth preseason games against the Detroit Lions back in the day, 2013 maybe. Uh, he has become a personal quarterback coach for many guys in the league, including Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, the top of the list, um, Tyree Jackson, also former Bills preseason quarterback, uh, is a guy that he works with as well. XFL most recently for Tyree Jackson. Allen and those three types of throws that Palmer is talking about, he's hitting them all right now. I think Allen's throwing the ball differently. It looks different to me. I have not yet compared his deep throw mechanics versus last season, but those two... The two plays in particular, the one where Diggs is running down the sidelines this past Sunday against the Dolphins, cuts into the inside after he catches it and kind of slides underneath the safety. Allen gets hit on the play. But if you watch his arm on that throw as well as the John Brown touchdown, it almost looks like more, he's got more of like a sidearm type of motion to it. Not completely, but a little more so than before. And I have yet to compare it, but it looks different to me than last season. So maybe that'll be something I'll look at before pregame on Sunday. Whatever he's doing, keep it up, because those throws have been on the money. Uh, He mentions the touch throws as well. That is something that he has definitely been hitting this year. There were three or four of those on this past Sunday's game against the Dolphins. Um, And if you could do those too, and you're running the way you are, and you continue to be consistent with the short and intermediate routes that are you're just you know you're just throwing in there, then I don't know what's left other than fumbles for this guy. We're getting there. We are almost there with Allen developing as a franchise quarterback. Even though I just mentioned last segment, my bar for a franchise quarterback might be higher than anybody else's because I think there's like five in the league. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Where are we at? Jared Goff as like a baseline, as like a floor for Josh Allen. Do we think that that's fair? Or are we being, are we going too far? We might be going too far. It was the Dolphins and Jets, right? Let me know what you think. Let's go to Jonathan and Alden. Jonathan, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, Joe. Um, no, I don't think Jared Goff as a floor is, is unreasonable. Um, honestly, I'm looking at Josh Allen and I see a lot of Cam Newton in him. I mean, very effective with his legs, strong arm. I mean, you're right. He's not up there with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson as of right now. But as of right now, I do see Cam Newton. And this could be this 2015 season. If he continues to throw 300, 400 yards a game, then I will say he's a contender for the MVP. And if Levi Wallace, if I, if <laughs> Edmonds and Matt Milano come back and our defense gets back to where it was this year, last year, uh, this could be the year. We might be up there with Baltimore and Kansas City as a logistical contender. We'll see how it plays off, but I'm getting more and more excited. Yeah, Jonathan, thanks for the call. I you, you brought up Cam Newton as the comparison. I always think that's been the most accurate comparison of Josh Allen to his style of play and maybe even what his ceiling is. I think I've said multiple times that I think Cam Newton is the ceiling for Josh Allen. And I think I want to go back on that. I, re- I think I do. It's not all about Allen for me on that. I'm not a huge Cam Newton guy. Don't get me wrong. He's been f- he's been great for the Patriots through two weeks. And he was a great quarterback at times for the Panthers. But Newton, to me, never really fixed that accuracy problem. Like, m- maybe he improved it, but the guy has had as many overthrows in the league as anybody. 
And yeah, maybe a lot of that is his receiving core because the Newton never had good receivers in in Carolina, never. So maybe he was hurt by that. But I feel like Allen is actually improving this accuracy, which is unheard of in the league. And that makes me think that his ceiling now could be higher than Cam Newton. Would I take him being Cam Newton? Yes, of course. Because Cam Newton's a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl. They came close. But I don't know. I feel like maybe there's another step there. We'll see. 803 is the phone number. Levi Wallace, by the way, you mentioned. I, I like Levi Wallace. He might be the worst starter on the team when everybody's healthy. Maybe. But I, I think that's a good thing then. I, Levi Wallace grades well for a second cornerback in football. Yes, he's a liability at times. But I don't think he kills you. He's had two games in his entire career where he's really hurt the team, right? Maybe this past Sunday when Fitzpatrick was pecking on him and then last... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here against Cleveland. Is there another game? Maybe there is, and I'm just not thinking of it. But there's not another game that sticks out to me like, oh yeah, Levi Wallace was a disaster in that game. So, I'm not in a rush to replace him. If Josh Norman comes back and is better... I'm not going to cry about him starting over Levi Wallace, but I don't need the, the Bills to go trade a first-round pick for somebody's, you know, disgruntled cornerback. 803-0550 is the phone number. Jerry and Kenmore, you're on the nightcap. What's up? You know, I think maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Um, one of the easiest ways to improve your percentage is to have better receivers, and he maybe he finally has that. I mean, you, you know, you want to talk about Mahomes, but – he had some amazing – he has some, maybe the best tight end in the league and, you know, maybe the fastest one-strike receiver in the league. And, you know, Sammy Watkins is like the third receiver on a team like that. It's um, – you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that good receivers play with good quarterbacks, with Brady being kind of the anomaly. Like, like you know, Jared Goff played with Gurley and Robert Woods and, um, and Cooper Cup, And, you know, like he has weapons. You have choices. It's – you know, it's you know, it's like putting. You become a better putter when the hole's bigger. <laughs> yes. You no, know, it's it's that easy. But my biggest concern with this team is this: Do you really think Sean McDermott knows how to be the better team? You mean like when he's got the better roster? Oh yeah, I think we let bad teams hang around like you wouldn't believe. We get a had a good team. And then we let up. It happened in the playoff game. It happened in both New England games. It's, it, it happens like clockwork. He doesn't know how to be the better team yet. He, he knows hmm. how to drive a truck. He just doesn't know how to drive a Ferrari right now. <laughs> I, Jerry, I, thank you for the call. I, I love your, uh, your comparables there. Um, ah, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. Because it's not wrong. Even some of those bad teams they played last season, I think about Washington and the Jets and the Dolphins and the Broncos with Brandon Allen. Like, they didn't smoke anybody. Now, what I would want to say in McDermott and the Bills' defense is last week, or against the Jets, 
both games. They were still throwing the football in the second half. They didn't just decide, oh, we're going to run the clock out. And I think that's what a team that doesn't know how to be the better team is. So if they continue to have that commitment to throwing the football, regardless of what the game script is, then I think we'll have the answer to your question. But I don't know the answer to that question, because you're right. They have, they've played great teams well, and like the, the Bills play a lot of close games, almost regardless of their opponent, in Sean McDermott's career. Now, he's gotten blown out a couple times. Some of those were in that 2018 season where they weren't supposed to be good, but they play a lot of close games. And, yeah, they have yet to really have that game where just beginning to end, they dominate. We see them have halves like that. The first half against the Jets. The Jets, who have the worst roster in football. And the Bills let them hang around. Last year in the playoffs, the Bills were all over the Texans early in that game. They should have won that football game. But they let Houston back in it. And there have been multiple examples of that. So I don't want to say you're right, but I don't also want to say you're wrong yet either. When the Bills are the better team, when they have the better quarterback, the better receivers, the better defense, the better all of it. Are they going to be a team that could just dominate? And I'll, let's see. You know, they only beat the Dolphins by three. They didn't blow out the Jets. But I'm not ready to also criticize them for, for not doing that. I would like to see it at some point here. But, hey, if they win every game close and they make it to the Super Bowl, winning every game by, you know, six points, then I'm not going to cry about it. But if they don't do that, it does kind of make you think that there's some, there's, there's some room for regression there. But we'll see. Let's go to Jim. Jim, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, Jim. Uh, Nate, how's it going, man? Love your takes. Uh, it's Joe, but it's okay, man. Joe, Joe. Sorry, buddy. It happens. Um, I just <laughs> I just want to touch on uh, the accuracy that you were talking about in terms of uh, what Palmer was kind of working on um, Allen with. You know what really struck me? I believe it was the last game. I forget who the pass was. Is that touch pass that he had toward the sideline. I think it was probably like 20, 25-yard pass. And you know what it resembled? It was almost like a, a pass like Brady would throw. That touch pass, a little bit of a loft, longer downfield, and it like he, he, he put the, the ball right in the bucket, if you will. And for him to go from last year to – this year, because you know he wouldn't, wasn't making those passes last year. He was overthrowing them, putting too much on them, and he knows when to put the uh, a little bit more oomph into it now than he did last year. So I'd like, like to hear your take on that. Yeah, I think that there is more of what you're talking about there. There is more. I, I See, to me, it's not even like the oomph he's putting into the football. It is the mechanics. Everything looks cleaner everything looks more cold and calculated I don't see these wild throws and even when the decision might be wild I don't I think his footwork looks better the angles at which his shoulders are when he's throwing seem to be more consistent again I still don't have a grip on whether he's throwing the ball differently on those deep balls 
But I think just ever those throws just look something about them. They just look better. They just look better this year. I, I don't want to be that simplistic, but I really do think it's the footwork. By the way, eight hundred three hundred five fifty is the phone number. Keith, you're next up on the nightcap. What's up? Hey guys, uh, comment and then a quick question. Uh, comment is just I am excited. I like the development of the offense. Uh, Sal Capaccio early in the week, earlier in the week declared the Bills franchise quarterback has arrived. And mm-hmm. while I'm have admitted, I've apologized profusely that I was dead wrong about Allen so far because I didn't think they should draft him, and none of it felt good. I'm loving it now, and I like think he's a great fit in Buffalo. But I still think this whole regime is still looking for a signature victory, and. That could come this weekend, but they still have not beaten anybody they weren't supposed to beat. Yeah, Keith, I... Th- For them, I... Now, the, my, my, do you not think the Dallas game on Thanksgiving was a signature victory? Because that's the first game I thought of when you said they don't have one. Yeah, I've argued with folks about that one. I think it was a great win. I think Dallas finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. Um. So that doesn't excite me as much in retrospect. Like, to go on the road in Dallas on Thanksgiving, yeah, that's something we typically haven't done. But it's still, I don't think, at the level that we expect this team to get to or want this team to get to. That's not a high enough bar. I I think that's right. Keith, sorry, i got to run, man. I'm running late on time here. But that signature victory, I do want to say, even though you're right, like you make a good point, they did not finish that season strong. The Cowboys were not an elite team. Maybe the moment, the day, the spotlight makes it a signature victory. But who's the best team they've beaten? That's maybe a better way to phrase your question. Because I don't know that the Bills with Sean McDermott, and I'll have to go back and make sure that I'm not missing a game that I can't think of, I don't know that they've beaten an elite team in the league. I'm not sure, though, also I'd consider the Rams that. I think the Rams are very good. The Bills are favored in this game, and I mentioned I was going to go through some of the power rankings and what I found going through some different sites today. I think I went through five different power rankings. The Bills three times were ranked sixth, twice they were ranked seventh. They were ranked ahead of the Rams every time. The Rams were ranked eighth or ninth for the most part. And maybe they're close, but that's not some dominant team that you're upsetting. You're at home also. The Chief game is that. The Chief game is that. I think Seattle is that later in the season. I think San Francisco and Pittsburgh could be that also. So don't get me wrong. Even though I'm not sure I'd tell you the Rams are that game this week, um, the Bills have opportunities, including one that's coming up in less than a month, Thursday Night Football against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Cannot wait for that game. Hope there's a limited capacity crowd by that time. I would maybe think there might be. Um so we'll see. That's a few weeks away. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. Last call, 803-0550. If you want to get in on the program before we get to Stanley Cup Finals action, which is about 11 minutes away, Stars and Lightning. Game four starts at 8 o'clock right here on WGO. Last call on the Nightcap, Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Not going to have time to get to my fantasy point on Devin Singletary, but good news. Head to WGR550.com. I got it all laid out there. So if you got Singletary in a lineup and you're thinking, oh, Zach Moss is out this week against the Rams, must start, right? 
I'm not saying take him out of your lineup, but I'm just saying keep your expectations modest. Go check out my piece at WGR550.com and the radio.com app. Let's try to fly through some calls here before we get you to Stanley Cup final action. 8030550 is the phone number. Chris, you're first up on the nightcap. What's up? All right, no Chris. Let's try Sean. Sean, you're on the nightcap. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to agree with everything you were talking about with Josh Allen and his footwork and the way he was throwing. His mechanics are looking a lot better. That I think he had that drag route against Miami where he just lofted it perfect. I don't know how it didn't get intercepted, but with the better weapons, how you're saying, becomes a better quarterback. So, you know. Yeah. Sean, let me ask you, what do you think McDermott's best win is? Who's the best team he's beaten? Because I don't know if I have an answer to this question. Uh, I know. I heard what you're talking about Thanksgiving, and I think Thanksgiving, that Dallas game, yeah. that's probably the best, you know, yeah. team he's beaten by McDermott being the coach, you know? Yeah. Sean, thanks for the call. I think that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Bob, you're on the nightcap. What's up? So, I, I agree on the Dallas take. I mean, that's national audience that Dallas is an elite team. I know they didn't go to the playoffs last year, but that was a signature win in a, in a, in a tough, tough environment. It was a big spotlight, for sure. Um, thanks for the call, Bob. I think, uh, did, actually, didn't the Cowboys make the playoffs last year? No, they missed. 8-8. Eight and eight. Who made the play? Oh, the, the Eagles won. Right, the Eagles won the, uh, the NFC East. Nine and seven or something, um, Cowboys. But that's the signature win. But is it the best team they've beaten? I don't know who the best team they've beaten is. This Rams team might be it. I'm going back through McDermott's history. Last year, I'm not sure they beat any great teams. Like the Steelers were an amazing defense, but Duck Hodges was their quarterback. <laughs> Come on, we're not calling that the best team they've beaten, right? Um, to go back to 2017, maybe. On the road against that Falcons team, although that Falcons team didn't finish well. So, I don't think we could say them. Uh, the Vikings in 2018, the big upset, where the Bills were a 17-point underdog and they won 27-6. to That Vikings team, maybe. I think this Rams team would outrank them. So, I think I might, uh, might want to give it to you. I think that that might be it. That this Rams team... It's kind of funny to say, but I think that they will end up being the best team that uh, the Bills have ever beaten if they win on Sunday. All right, lots of good stuff on the weekend leading up to Bills versus Rams. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., Nate Geary, Sports Talk Saturday, 11 to 2. Sunday, my brother Lou DiBiase will kick off Bills coverage bright and early, 7 a.m., breakfast with the Bills fantasy style. Then, no Jeremy this week, myself and Nate will take the reins at 8 We'll take you all the way up to kickoff. Me and Nate from 8 o'clock till 12.30 when Murph and Tasker take over with the coach. Uh, That's on Sunday. All of that leading up to the Bills and the Rams on Sunday. Kickoff at 1 o'clock here on WGR. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned. Some hockey on the way. Dallas Stars down 2-1 to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals. Game 4 after this on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.